Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. We're looking at the whole subject of the kingdom of God, Colin, and uh, this week you are explaining the parables and the teachings of Jesus on this subject. And uh, today we're looking at Matthew 18 when the disciples came to him and wanted to know who is the greatest in the kingdom of God. Yes, now when Jesus was explaining the parable of the weeds that we looked at yesterday, uh, he said that the good seed that is sown in the field stands for the sons of the kingdom. Now that, that is a very, very wonderful, good way of explaining what it means to belong to the kingdom of God. You see, the question is this. Not whether a person belongs to a church or not, but whether he or she is a son of the kingdom. Uh, If we're born again and have received the Holy Spirit, the kingdom of God is within us and we are sons of the kingdom. Um, Paul puts it this way when he's writing to the Colossians that uh, God has delivered us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves. And because he's brought us into the kingdom of his Son, we too become sons of the kingdom. So God wants us to live as sons of the kingdom. Now, there's always a lot of speculation about heaven. What will heaven be like? Will we all be the same in heaven? Will we know everybody uh, here on earth that we know in heaven? Who will be there and who won't be there? What will we be doing in heaven? And uh, there's this, I suppose, very natural um, querying about heaven. There's also some clearly untrue statements made. Everybody will go to heaven. God would not reject anybody from going to heaven. Statements like that, we want to believe, but they're not true, uh, because if they were, there would be no need for us to have a savior, there would be no need for Jesus to come with the gospel of the kingdom, there'd be no need for repentance, forgiveness of sins, and faith in him, no need to be delivered from the powers of evil and darkness. So, unfortunately, it's not true that everybody will go to heaven. Jesus makes that abundantly clear in these parables that we've been looking at. Uh, when the time of judgment comes, there will be a separation of the good from the bad, those who belong to the kingdom, those who don't, those who have served the Lord faithfully and those who haven't. That divide will take place. And that is part of proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom. You cannot teach and preach the gospel of the kingdom without preaching that warning from Jesus. It's not that we want people to come into the kingdom out of fear, We want them to come out of love. But Jesus warns of the danger of rejecting the gospel, but also the dangers of not living the gospel. And some some of these parables are about that danger of not living the gospel. Now, we're we're going to look just at a few verses now um, about this question that people have. Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Very human question, isn't it? Very human question. Uh, 
Now, what is Jesus going to say? Is he going to say, well, he's the one with the greatest ministry? He's the one who has accomplished most? Uh, he's the one with a high international profile? Uh, no, God doesn't say anything. Jesus doesn't say anything remotely like that. He says actually the very opposite. Let's read the scripture, chapter 18 of Matthew, verse 2. He called a little child and had him stand among them. And he said, I tell you the truth. Unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, let's pause there. They ask him who is the greatest. And Jesus' answer is, wait a minute. Before you can talk about who is the greatest, you've got to understand how you become part of that kingdom. You will never become part of that kingdom because you depend upon what you consider to be the goodness of your life or the way that you live or that you have deserved to be rewarded by God. You will never enter the kingdom because you think that it's your right to go to heaven when you die. You will never be able to deserve the kingdom or earn the kingdom. He says, no. To enter the kingdom, you have to become like little children. Now, what does he mean? You've got to humble yourself before God. You have to acknowledge that you have sinned, that you are a sinner, that you need forgiveness, that you need God to give you the life of the kingdom. Just like you have to do everything for a little child. You know, a little child can't, can't care for himself. He's talking about not just children, but little children. So he said, you've got to become, you've got to realize there's nothing you can do to get the kingdom for yourself. You have to become like a little child, completely dependent upon God. That you turn to God with repentance, your sins are forgiven, you believe in what I have done for you to make it possible. Of course, I'm adding to what Jesus says here, but from what he says elsewhere. This is what is involved in becoming a little child. So he says, therefore, whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Now, he says, you see, this was the question, who is the greatest? And he said, well, wait a minute. To get into the kingdom, you've got to become as a little child. You've got to humble yourself before God. And, of course, that's what a lot of proud intellectual people, people that depend upon their reason and their own their wealth and everything. And this is why Jesus said so hard for the wealthy to get into the kingdom of God because they don't see any need to humble themselves before God. They've got everything they want, everything they need in this life. But Jesus says, no, to enter in, you've got to humble yourself before God, recognize your real place, position before God. But then you see, Jesus is saying, but if you truly do that, you will remain humble. And the greatest in the kingdom are the most humble. Now, if I was to ask you, well, who do you think the greatest in the kingdom of heaven is now? You would say, well, Jesus. Why is Jesus the greatest in the kingdom? Because he humbled himself. That's why it's so important what Paul said in 
um, Philippians that he emptied himself. He left the divine glory that he had in heaven. He humbled himself and became as a servant, as a slave, actually, is what the Greek means, to serve God's people. Jesus himself said, I have not come to be served, but to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. So he came to serve the people. He healed them. He cared for them. He met their needs. But then he did the ultimate act of humility in being prepared to hand himself over to those who wanted to kill him. They'd been persecuting, trying to kill him for years. But now he hands himself over to them so that he can become the sacrifice that would lead to the salvation of mankind. So you see, the greatest in the kingdom is Jesus because he is the greatest servant. It's not the exploits that we do that will determine our position in heaven but how humble we are and remain before God. So certainly the person with an independent spirit who thinks that they've lived a good life does not qualify. Certainly not, because we can't earn our way into the kingdom. It is a gift. Fear not, little father. Your, uh, fear not, little children. Your father has chosen to give you the kingdom. See, Notice when he says your father has chosen to give the kingdom, how he addresses his disciples. He's talking to his disciples at that point. He says, fear not, little children. Now, I mean, these are grown men. But you see, before the presence of God in Jesus Christ, they are little children. Fear not, little flock. Fear not, little children. Your father has chosen to give you the kingdom. So it's really about acknowledging our absolute need for salvation yes and uh, Jesus uh, you know go, goes on to, to say you see that um, we must be remain humble and welcome the children welcome uh, those who are humble uh, it's not a question of hoping all the notable wealthy rich people will join your church uh, interesting, isn't it, that the prophetic word in Isaiah about Jesus is that he would preach good news to the poor. Now, that's not just the poor in terms of wealth, but those who recognize their poverty in spirit. It's got nothing to do with worldly acclaim and worldly position and status. Blessed are the poor in spirit, were they sure? see God, you see. It's, it is a question of us really recognizing apart from him we can do nothing, we are nothing, we have nothing. Only he can give eternal life. Only he can give us the life of the kingdom. The great thing, Julia, is that that's what he wants to do. And the great thing is the message goes out, the net is cast where there's the rich, the poor, the destitute, the needy, the gospel is for everyone. But who is going to humble himself and come and receive the gift of the kingdom? You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 